make a potential team of the season uh, for the Premier League season. So, uh, what do you think about keepers, Will? Then, who do you uh, who do you have recommendations for? Uh, as the three keepers, I would have Hope, Henderson, and Allison. I would only I would only you know, in there because you've got to have the keeper with the most clean sheets, and uh-huh. you know, with him as a, as eleven, and then um, Allison and Henderson with ten. Um, you've got to you've got to have Pope in there because you know clean sheets is a big part mm-hmm. being a keeper. I think you've also you've also got to appreciate that Allison. I'm not saying Allison is the right one, but he did get injured the other season and to have exactly. just one left as well. Exactly. But then he's got the best defence in the league. Yeah, so. yeah so even though Allison has conceded the least goals out of those three with eleven, he he does have obviously Van Dijk, who was four votes on mm-hmm. Ballon d'Or. But, year before, and but, I've got Gomez, who's you know an upcoming class defender, and then he's got Trent and Robbo. I just think that if you think think about it like that, the amount of goals he's conceded is just ridiculous. Makes sense in the amount yeah. of games because he's only played twenty games, whereas Pope and Henderson have played twenty eight. So, I've seen. I've got both of Pope's. So Pope's conceded forty goals compared yeah. to Dean Henderson's twenty two. Um, yeah, no. yeah. And Dean Henderson, well, let's be real, when when the Prem started, we sort of thought Shepherd were going to be like a relegation battle yeah. team. We never thought they'd be doing this yeah. well. So you have to give credit to not only Dean Henderson, but on a whole, the whole Sheffield team, because their defence is doing really well, even though they kind of concede goals every game to still have 10 clean sheets. Yeah. I think that's well, quite impressive. Well, for Sheffield to be seeing at seven... After on their first season coming up, with the amount, with the budget they have, being the poorest club in the Prem, and for them to just be sitting at seventh with, you know, um, uh, with forty three points is just ridiculous. After um, after playing I think twenty eight games, I think it's uh, it's I think it'll be interesting to see how they do in the second season, considering they might yeah. have European football and yeah. like. You know, statistically, the second season is harder to survive than the first yeah, season. So, with, with the and, whole, like, yeah, promotion like, money. Wolves, you know, came up, obviously did bits, but they're much richer than Sheffield. They, they've, all, they've already been a Prem club for four years, but, even though they've been in the Championship. Yeah, but they've had, you know, their European football, and obviously they're doing really well in the Europa League, but, like, they've had the European football and they've still gotten to six, which just shows how good of a team Wolves actually are. But, right, we've, I, we've kind of we've kind of gone off topic, so like I think um, yeah. Debravka for Newcastle deserves a shout. Yeah, because he's made the most saves. Hundred hundred seventeen saves, isn't it? Yeah, he averages four point one saves a match, and uh, even though Newcastle have the fifth worst defense in the league, and mm. he has made four mistakes, um, he has literally carried them, and he's the reason Newcastle are around about the mid table mark. Yeah, I think it's also. If you think about it, it like saves, obviously Dubravka because he's miles ahead of all the other keepers. But then you got clean sheets but with Pope. You, like you it's kind of a got, balance. You have got to consider clean sheets. Like even though you know Pope has like Tarkovsky and me in front of him, and then um, Van Dijk is obviously in front of Allison. You've got you still got to consider like how good the keeper actually is, even if they're not getting the, you know. Same amount of clean sheets as other teams. I, I also yeah, think it's quite. I think it's quite interesting how, well, like potentially two of our options are two 
not number one keepers for England. Like you got Pope and Henderson. Yeah. Who like I think personally I think Henderson should start. Yeah. Come well not now but the Euros. The I Euros thought he should have yeah. started. Yeah. But um. Yeah, now it'll be quite interesting to see because it will all depend on next season because Pick yeah. could come back and have a great season because Pick yeah. has been pretty crap this year. No consistency, no form whatsoever. Yeah, um, I think he's got a save ratio of like one shot to one point five, like one like one point five shots to one goal. Like it's dreadful. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, because Everton have conceded the most goals in the league, but their defense mm-hmm. isn't. Like statistically, they yeah. don't concede as many shots as a team like Watford or Bournemouth or whatever. Mm. They yeah, they still have a worse defence. I think it's just I think it's just a, a, a keeper problem. Like I generally think Pickford's been bad this year, and you can't really like say anything else. Yeah. Well, like you look at someone like Chelsea, for example, Kepa. He's been like he's got I think the second worst save ratio in the league. Yeah. But you look at Chelsea's defence; they're not actually a bad defence. It's just all down yeah, on obviously. the keeper. And you look at the amount of money. That Chelsea have and the amount that they spent on Kepa is like yeah. just shows the difference. But for me, my keeper of the season would be Henderson. Yeah, yeah I've, got, have, I've got Henderson I, I, too. I have, I have Henderson. Henderson because yeah, of I do the, have Henderson. the fact that he's only conceded 22 goals and he's, he's, only, made, side. he's only made one error that led to a goal, which was against, you know, Wine Alden, Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. yeah. He's made 70 saves. I would say and like the fact that he's that you know one new like obviously like people now recognise the name like Lundstrom and yeah. Bollock or whatever but like no one actually knew of those he's a midfielder I swear yeah. but like no one ever appreciates like how well he's done in the situation yeah. they've been in like on a whole as well so I think Henderson deserves the nod yeah oh. well right back I have three options here mm-hmm. um, Trent uh, yeah. Wan-Bissaka and Pereira. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the, the three obvious choices. Choices. I have Pereira and Trent down as well. I think Wan-Bissaka's like been, been like quite questionable at the start and now is picking up form and becoming a really good fullback. No, yeah. well, I think he's been United's best signing this year. And um, alongside Maguire, transformed the United defence into yeah, I, the I think wide defence in the league. I think Maguire's been doing like well, maybe not worth 80 mil, but he's been doing like very well yeah. for United. I think. I mean, I, for me, I would say it's off uh, Trent and Wambasaka. Like, even though Pereira obviously has been doing bits for Leicester, and Leicester just have been insane have, this season. Yeah. I mean, I think if you look if, at can I, if you look can at I Trent talk? just having 12 assists as a right back, he's just yeah, it's insane. Like Pereira yeah. and Wambasaka don't even come close. Like Wan no. has only two assists and no goals. And he's got no, no goals, but and then obviously I had Trent a... isn't considered as defensively strong as Wan Um, I still would say uh, that you know obviously because he, I would still say he's amazing because of the amount of clean sheets he's kept. Yeah, I mean, I, I think see your point, but I mean, I I, I think, think we can. Yeah, go on then, Bruce. No, it's just because I have kind of like some good stats on Pereira. So, like, first of all, like, obviously, like, Trent's your kind of obvious candidate. But Pereira's better at defending than Trent, and he actually leads the Prem with the most tackles. Yeah, 100 like, everyone, 
Yeah, everyone... Second, everyone, 20 more than second place, Wan-Bissaka. Saka. And everyone says wan is the best tackler and yeah. one-on-one defender in the league. But, you know, kind of Pereira's being slept on here a little because he's got no, the most I'm tackles. Sure. I mean, no, no, no credit taken from Pereira. I'm pretty sure wan was injured for like a month or two midway through the season. Yeah, uh, I don't know, Wan-Bissaka maybe, yeah. But he's still being slept team. on, in my opinion. Pereira, <laughs> no one mentioned Pereira as a tackler, but like he's leading the Prem with tackles. He also has five goal contributions. Which yeah, three goals impressive. and two assists, which isn't bad. Like as a fullback goes, it's not terrible. If you also not pretty Trent, good. You, I mean, yeah. you just got to remember you're comparing him to Robertson. Um, Trent. Yeah. yeah, he's got best fullback stats attacking wise ever. Mm-hmm. Trent has way more blocks though, and you know if you add up blocks, interceptions, and clearances, which is you know probably the three main things including tackles as uh, for a defender to have, Trent is still, you know, higher than both of them. Mm. Yeah, but it's interesting though because you talk about blocks as being a stat, but is, a blo- is, a, is the leading in blocks a good stat? Like, cause yeah. you, it can, no, because it can also be questionable, like, why are you blocking so many shots? Is that because your defence is constantly under pressure? Like, but I don't you know. react under pressure. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah. you showing instinct and just you... Proving your work. D- defending work. Well. Defending well, I guess, yeah. Anyway, well, I reckon, I think, um, I think Trent has the season, to. it's got to be Trent. Like, it's just, it just has to be Trent. Like, you can't mm-hmm. leave him out of the squad for, if you look yeah, at the stats and look how well Liverpool are doing. Yeah. I mean, um, centre-backs, um, I'd have three options here. I've gone for Virgil van Dijk, obviously. Mm-hmm. James mm-hmm. Tarkovsky. Yeah. Yeah. And I've gone for a pretty rogue one, but I feel like he's criminally underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor Cody. All right. For Wolves. The Wolves captain, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's, yeah, like he's just solid every yeah. aspect of his game. Yeah. Like, he's I, um, a good leader and he's central to one of the most attacking, uh, one of the most exciting teams in the world. Of course, like, yeah. Teams. I, um, I also have Maguire as a potential... I have Lindelof instead of Maguire. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think both are like, you can both make good points about each one because both have made, like, they've formed a really good partnership at the back. Like, there's been this, like, five-year kind of span where United have struggled to find centre-back partnerships because they've had yeah. Ferdinand and Vidic and then yeah. everyone thought Jones and Smalling was going to be their next thing and, yeah. you know, they turned out to be pretty shit. Um, yeah. And now, like, Maguire and Lindelof are kind of like, Doing well, yeah. like, so everything's going well for United at the back. I think. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah like Sean Williams. United are still getting abused for like not looking like the strongest team or not looking anywhere near what they've proved, you know, in the last decade or whatever. They still this season, you know, Lindelof has only lost six games. He's kept seven clean sheets, even though. But and I think that's you know that is down to the defence more with the clean sheets because De Gea just hasn't. Oh, they're one of one of the two sides to take um, points off Liverpool as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, then, and they also beat City in the derby, like literally like yeah, two twice. weeks ago. Yeah. No, they've done a double. double. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah they just won recently as well. It's the first year in like fifty years where they've done the double over City and Chelsea. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just think. I just think you've got to give it to at least one of the United centre-backs because of, you know, I think they have been underrated. 
I I think we all assume that Virgil's the first centre back. The thing is with Virgil is like no I would hats off to Virgil. It's because he did so well last season, now that he's kind of not dro- he's dropped off slightly. Obviously he's still arguably the best okay, centre so back has, in the world. Um, but like so he has the most scores for a defender in the league with four. Mm-hmm. He has the most passes with two thousand five hundred, yeah. which is five hundred more than second place Rodri. And also has 135 clearances, which is top 10 in the league. And I don't see how there's any doubt in him being and in the team. Obviously, you know, Van Dijk has his 12 clean sheets, which, you know, and, you know, a lot of those games were with, 10 of those games were with Adrian. And I like, to still... Yeah, his centre-back partnership, his centre-back partner's also been changing throughout the year from... Yeah, Gomez. And Gomez. Gomez. And Lovren was chucked in for a couple of games. Yeah, exactly. I just think... So I think it's definitely got to, be, got to be a Liverpool. But I think, I think got, Gomez be has Dijk. been, you know, maybe better than Van Dijk. I don't because think Gomez has played enough. If you look at the amount of games Gomez has played, for him to only have, you know, he's kept 10 clean sheets. He hasn't lost a game this season because uh, obviously yeah, Lovren was playing when they lost 3-0 to Watford and he's only yeah. conceded five goals. So, if you think about it like that, I do think that Gomez has been more, I wouldn't say more important, but he's been like, I just would say he's been a better player if you look at the I mean, just look at that. I think we all agree that Van Dijk should be in the team, like, or do we not? I think he should. I I personally think he should. Alright. He also um, completes um, 5.3 long balls a game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like an aspect of Liverpool's attack that you watch them. Like, I remember his pass to Mane against Bayern away second leg Champions League last year. Like, what a pass that was. Like... It's part of Liverpool's attack, yeah. his, his ability to hit yeah. long balls. Yeah. He, yeah, I he think, also has, I think, Van Dijk. I think we're, I we are all saying that Van Dijk has obviously been amazing, so I think it's got to be him. And then, surprisingly, we've all gone for him. Um, and then, no, and then so as <laughs> another option, we're thinking out of either one of the United blokes, or we all said James Tarkovsky. Obviously, if we're not I, for me, like personally, I think you can't leave out any of the back five for the team that has the most clean sheets. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, because yeah. Burnley are leading on clean sheets. Whether, whether or not you look at it, like however many goals they've conceded with 40, obviously being more, a lot more than uh, Sheffield and Liverpool, they still have kept the most clean sheets. So, for me, you can't really leave out... Like, if it was the other way around, obviously you'd be saying that, you know, oh, it's got to be them because they've kept the most clean sheets. Do you know what I mean? I think um, yeah. I think that's facts. I think it's just facts. I compared Tarkowski and Maguire, and everyone, I think, I think Tarkowski is being underrated purely because he plays for Burnley, I yeah. guess. And Maguire's price tag obviously yeah. has, like, a big kind of aura around it. But... He's ranked second in blocks. He has no errors leading to a goal. And he's the... I think he's, he's beating Maguire, at least, in the aerial battles. And I think he's leading the... He's, he's beating Virgil van Dijk in aerial battles as well. Yeah, um, and everyone yeah. claims Maguire's the best 
header in the Prem or Van Dijk is, yet Tarkowski's beating both of them in that kind of stat. Yeah, so, that might just be because the way Burnley play Burnley, or yeah. the way... Exactly. But if you think about like, it, like... Burnley. But if you, I think that does... Jaime is right, to be fair. I think it's on, done on if you think about, like, um, the fact the that style. Burnley are quite a hard team to break down because Sean Dyche plays in a way that's very compact and, like, organised defence. So a lot of teams do have to put crosses in and like try try those balls over the top, and I think that is why you know Ben Mee and Tarkovsky do get a lot of headers and like clearances. Yeah. But uh, for me, for me, like obviously it is a bit biased. But if you look at it on off clean sheets, you've got to have either one of the centre backs or the keeper. I mean, I, I'm fine with Tarkovsky, but yeah, I would have. I think it's my two Virgil. would be Virgil and Tarkovsky. Like we're yeah, that's just that is just who I, I have those two. I think those yeah, two. I think those two. Okay, but I mean, I think um, an honourable mention should be obviously to United, Colin Cody and um, Soyuncu, the yeah, Leicester guy. Yeah, yeah. he's Absolutely. been great. If you look at throwing two stats with he's only lost eight ten clean sheets only conceded 27 mm. which is obviously a lot less than Burnley but still more than Sheffield but still you know I mean, looking ha- at Leicester's season you know throwing two obviously has yeah. been a big impact on why they were doing so well I think also what we need like no like not saying he should be considered but Johnny Evans has had a bit of a comeback this season as well he's been doing well with um Leicester. Yeah. I mean, him, Pereira, Chilwell. Think, I also think Cahill has actually been doing well. Yeah. I mean, but are we all decided on our players? Yeah. Yeah, I think Van Dijk and Tarkovsky the... have just decided. Yeah. Yeah. All right, left back. back I've then. got Robertson and Chilwell. For me, it's just those yeah, two. Yeah, I've got... Yeah, I, I only have those well. two. I just have those two down. I think but if you look at it like... I think it's not even a... Between them, it's not even a competition. It's just, yeah. um, I think Robertson. I just Robertson. think they have been yeah. the best, but I just got like for me, it's not really question. Not question, but like I would have Robertson all day. Yeah, He's I think they're quite goal. similar as well. Like they're both attacking-minded yeah. fullbacks. Yeah, and then you look at who's the better attacking-minded fullback. Robertson's He's like got, much better. No, eight altogether for got... goals and assists compared to Chilwell's five shows. Mm-hmm better attacking but and then also you know he's got that defensive aspect of his game with the yeah, he averages three tackles and interceptions per game that's like really good yeah. and he's right. got the fourth most passes in the league yeah yeah but I think Liverpool like going on what you said about Burnley Liverpool keep the ball a lot as well so yeah, like, let's, like Jorginho like Jorginho last year had like for one point had the most passes but all of his passes were like backwards or sideways so like mm-hmm. yeah just remember I, oh, so I think we just all, all decided that Robertson's going to be our so, yeah yeah okay Um, I have a quick question what formation are we playing I think oh we good. got a 4-3-3 four, three, three. Three, three. I think just, I think ah, alright fine like it do, when it comes to midfield I don't think we should be concentrating on whether we have a CDM and two centre mids or a centre mids no or whatever it should just be. The three I think I think we should have two centimeters in a can because like 
but I don't think that should be. They're, 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 I don't think it matters. I think you have three midfielders. I think you just nominate yeah, your three. They're, they're very, they're very different positions. Like, I mean, you look at De Bruyne and his stats compared to someone like Henderson. Like mm. Henderson's obviously been asked to play a more defensive midfielder, while De Bruyne's just been given the freedom to do whatever he wants. But Henderson's the best midfielder for Liverpool, who are the best side in the league on stats, at least. No, I'm not. I'm not arguing that he shouldn't be in the team. I'm just saying, like, we should have two midfielders and a cam. Mm-hmm. No, 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 of course, yeah. Well, for me, well, I think... the midfielders' options, for me, I would have Madison. You can't, like... Yeah. Henderson. Yeah. Grealish, obviously. Yeah. De Bruyne, mm-hmm. if you just look at his stats. I've got Tielemans yeah. in there as well. And then, and then I've got Kovacic and Lundström. I have um, Henderson, Bernardo Silva, Mm -hmm. uh, Fernandinho, just because, like, he gets so much, like, he's been so underrated, like, he's had to change position. Yeah, he's had to play. And he still had a quality season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, KDB, Grealish and Madison. Yeah. What about you, Bridget? Bridget? I think you might have disconnected. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I'm back. Um, no, I have, I have um, Henderson, De Bruyne, Grealish, and Kovacic. Yeah. I'll um, start with your Kovacic. No, no I think. Look at Kovacic, yeah, okay. Bro, I think Kovacic might not be like the best player in terms of stats. In terms of like goals and assists, Kovacic is just not like at the same level of De Bruyne, obviously. But like that's similar to like Kante, and obviously Kante has been, for the past, you know, three years or whatever, has shown how amazing he's like he is. Henderson. But he doesn't, like, even though he doesn't get the most goals in assists, he's just constantly, you know, bossing the midfield. Exactly. So but I think, look at Chelsea, Kante and uh, Jorginho boss the midfield, not Kovacic. Now, Kante's not been playing recently because he's been injured, and it's Jorginho and Kovacic that have formed this kind of partnership, which is why Chelsea have been quite successful this season. And I, I would think, say that. You, like, other... Ch- as a Chelsea fan, I know the best player this season, and I think most people will agree with me, Kovacic has been Chelsea's best player this season. Yeah. It's just the way he plays, the way he moves to, like, from defence to attack, how he helps Chelsea flow and kind of yeah. play quick, fast football, which is what Chelsea want to play. I think he helps Chelsea do that, and he's the best at it. Mm-hmm. Jorginho kind of cleans up everything and makes it nice and tidy, but Kovacic is the one who properly... I'm not saying he should be in the team, but I just think as a nomination goes, that's one of his aspects and why he's a great player. I mean, I, so I, I would go. We're all going to personally put De Bruyne in there. And yeah, I think De Bruyne 100%. Eight goals and 16 assists is just ridiculous. In 2016, let's just, I think, let's just look at his stats. I've got, I've, I've literally combed over him. Yeah, it's like um, 23. Let's say he would have broken the. 23 shots on target and to score eight of them. That's decent. Um, From a midfielder, that's decent. 3% tackles. And most of them from outside the box. But like, and then, but then he's also got that like sort of defensive aspect with 21 blocks and like, yeah, that has to do with like the fact that City's defence hasn't been the same this season, but it's still showing that he is there being solid and, you know, helping them. You know. I think you've also got to appreciate with yeah. De Bruyne is that Pep plays, he constantly changes the team. So like if you watch De Bruyne during the season, 
He's played on the left, he's played in the middle, he's played on the right, he's played cam, and he's constantly getting goal contributions no matter where he's playing. I think as a player that also helps boost his kind of like stature. Yeah. He has he has full key passes per ninety. That's like never done before. Yeah. Like that's insane. Like yeah. he would have broken Henri's assist record if the league the league wasn't, you know, postponed. Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely having De Bruyne in there. Kovacic is still a question mark over to whether... I think, I think, I think Jack Grealish, I think, I think we need to talk about Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish for a minute. Nah, I think we should put Henderson in there. Like, best captain in the league, mm-hmm. leading the league, Obviously, leading one of the best teams yeah. ever assembled in the Prem. He has his best, like, goal and assist tally ever. Yeah. And he's completing... <laughs> no, three goals, five assists. Yeah, yeah. And he's completing uh, four long balls a game and stuff like that. Like he's he's everywhere. Defensively, he's got three tackles and seconds a match. Like I think, without a question, Henderson should be there. Yeah, I think yeah, Henderson's yeah, the bookies to win. Um, Henderson's the favorite to win yeah. PFA, PFA uh, player of the year. That's the point. And I mean that. No, I think we we can talk about that another time. But Henderson right now is the bookies' favorite to win it. Yeah. So I think, if, obviously, if he's a favourite, you've got to be considering him. And if yeah. he's captaining this Liverpool team, and even though I know we're doing this on-prem this season, obviously, you've got to consider, like, before the season started, about how Liverpool won the Super Cup, FIFA World Cup and Champions League with Henderson as their captain, and then for him to, you know, stay captain and put them through mm. to what was going to be an almost definite win of the Premier League. It just it has got to show that he has been one of the best players of the season. And I think leadership as well. Like, I think that's quite an important yeah, aspect. Best captain yeah. in the league. Yeah. Exactly. I think Jack Grealish, I just want to talk about yeah. him for a minute. I think, he, without a doubt, he's been Villa's best player this yeah, season. Yeah, 100%. Oh, and, Villa and I think he's the, reason, he's the reason they have yeah. a chance to survive. Yeah. Survive, exactly. You take Jack Grealish out of there, Villa, they have no one else really to fill his shoes. In my opinion, if Grealish did not play for Villa, they would be bottom of the league. Like They would be lower than Norwich, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because Grealish, I think, obviously, with his seven goals and six in a squad like Villa, it's just unbelievable to be doing that. And he also gets fouled great. the most times in a match yeah. in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think also you, you notice that. when you watch Villa play, like I watched the Carabao Cup, it all Cup revolves Ireland. around him. They just give him the ball and hope that he creates, and he does sometimes. Being it's a bit like Barcelona with Messi. Because I've seen yeah. him live it's at a... Burnley against Villa, and just seeing him live, it just shows that like, like he's genuinely, and I'm not just saying this, he's genuinely one of the best players that I've seen live. I mean, he did he did control that game. He was the best player on the pitch. He scored and um and he he was just like I think he does that week in, week out, like he's always controlling, you know, the whole villa team and he just controls the game in general. No, I agree. What about so what are we saying? We've got De Bruyne, we've got Henderson and then who's it between anyone else wanna like I think nominate anyone think- else? I think, I think I think we should put Grealish. I want to give Bernardo Silva some attention because mm-hmm. you know he's um, he's got twenty appearances, starts. He's got five goals, five assists, and ninety uh, percent pass completion. Yeah, 
uh, 1.6 shots a match, 1.5 dribbles, and he's got bad defensive numbers in Robertson, Trent, Chilwell, and um, uh, what's it called, um, Pereira. Mm-hmm. Like he's got um, no, not Pereira. He's got 3.2 tackles and interceptions a game. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's criminally underrated defensively. Like he stepped up this season because obviously he's had to. But I mean, I do agree. But I think also with City players, they don't get picked like like Bernardo Silva. I don't think he's been picked every single game like a player like De Bruyne, and yet he's still producing those numbers. Yeah. It's like a good feat. I think it's impressive. Yeah, but, but I, I think I think I think it shouldn't be Bernardo Silva. I just thought that he yeah. should get uh, a me, mention. It would be it would be Henderson, De Bruyne and Grealish because even though yeah. even though if you look at like the season City have had obviously much better than Villa but if you look at if you do look at Villa's season and to see the stats that Grealish is putting across is just for me 100% it's just one of the best players insane I think also like Grealish is captain of like Villa as well like that's impressive considering you know he's he's um, only like 24 years old like that's impressive yeah. to be captain of a club of 24 yeah Right, I think, have we all decided on Henderson, Grealish, De Bruyne? Yeah. 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 Okay. So we'll go all right, left wing, I only have two options. Um, Mane and um, Harley Barnes. Yeah, oh, I, have, okay. I, have a, I have a slightly different I feel, option. Um, yeah, what do you Like, Aubameyang can play left wing, yeah, and that really. just gives you the door open, potentially, to have a, like, to have a striker like, like Vardy or yeah. someone. True, true. But then, you've oh. got, I think Mark. What you said, Mane and Barnes, am I right? Yeah, yeah. I think Mane. Yeah. I think you've got to give yeah. credit to Mane. Like he's seven assists, fourteen goals. Um, arguably, he's formed the best partnership with Salah in not not only in the Prem in the in across Europe. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, it's. It is probably, but it is just probably Mane would be my option. I think if you put when you have like yeah, I mean, you have the ball, it's not even and you have like Kane up front, and then you can put Son out onto the left. It's not even um, his stats are insane. It's just the fact that he's got that that X fact like at any point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, Mane, <laughs> even though fifteen big chances missed for Mane, which is you know just. Not very, not clinical, like enough. Cool. But if you look at fourteen goals and seven assists, and then like it just shows he's got to be the player because he's, you know, obviously in that Liverpool team that scores that many goals, that wins that many games, and then for to be producing those stats is just. Insane, yeah. I think also um, the fact that like yeah, Fifteen big chances. He's still been there for fifteen chances. Like you got to appreciate, he gets yeah. in those positions. He finds a way to get get these chances. Like you just got to work on his it's game. Not, if you like, you look at it. His stats are obviously like good, but they're not out this world like De Bruyne or or other players. It's just the fact that he's got that like X factor that any point he can like change a game if like, a matter of minutes. Like yeah. You look against Villa, like he was quiet the whole game, and then he got the assist to Robertson, and 
and scored the winner yeah. within know, 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think all the best that's players in the world, not many players have. I think all the best players in the world have that ability to just turn it on like at any point. And they're always dangerous, even if they're having like a considerably like bad game, they still have the potential to just create. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like for me, I it's, feel like it's um, Mane. If you look yeah. at it like that, and if you look at yeah. the stats and the way Liverpool have been playing, I just yeah, want to uh, talk about Barnes because I feel Barnes has been. I don't know. He, he had a quiet period in the middle of the season. That's why people aren't really talking about him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's definitely had his breakout year. I mean, yeah. in 20 starts, he's got six goals, six assists, yeah. and like he's a constant threat. He has that high intensity, like Vardy. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm, yeah, he's good at dribbling, and he's just. You yeah, remind I, me I of agree with you on that. Like looking at Barnes's game and the way he plays, just is like obviously he's a very talented player, and like definitely helping Vardy with the amount of goals he scored, and like you obviously have to say yeah he's had an underrated season when you look at like Leicester's season and his stats and all that. But I think you just can't knock Mane off that top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's, it is Mane, it's Mane. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, right wing. I've gone for... I don't know. Um, obviously for Salah. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know about Rashford does play right wing for United because he plays uh, along the whole front line. So I just call him right wing because I didn't have that yeah. many options. I think it's a shame that the Rashford just got it well not just but he's been injured yeah. for some time now because he was having such a good year like his best year I think in terms of yeah. numbers in terms of goals and then, yeah, 100%. in terms of best season and in terms of actual performing definitely looked more lively and looked like you know before Fernandez came he hasn't played with Fernandez yet but before Fernandez came he was definitely United's best player in my the opinion best player. and like obviously I mean he's when he started going on that like incredible run of form, mm-hmm. like because he started off quite quietly, you know, like when he got like that, I don't know, five match scoring run or whatever. That's when United starting to get started to get play better, get better performances, play more consistently, and so on. Yeah. Like and like obviously they had that dip down and Fernandez came and then they've had this good run of form, but yeah. it just proves that he was he's like with Fernandez if if they can uh, I don't know become a good partnership, United will be very interesting. That he's really important to that team. I think we should also have a look at Traore, obviously, because, like, everyone's been saying a lot about him. And, like, for him to come in and, like, show his worth with uh, Wolves and what he's been doing with four goals and seven assists, like, I just think, you know, he has been Mm. one of the most dangerous players Surely because of his strength and his pace. Like when he's when he's running down that wing and when he's just when he's looking to attack, he's one of the hardest players to stop. Purely because you know when it's a player like that, you can't really do much. I would agree. I think um, I think it's just uh, like another thing. He had such a good spell. Like we always talk about, like some of these players, like Barnes has recently had like been in good form, and I think. Troy had that spell around like Christmas, mm-hmm. January, February, especially like I like, used to let's see some of his like goals. They're just clinical. If you if like, clinical he strikes the ball so aspect, clearly. He's got, he's missed zero big chances, and you can look at that in t- in a way where it's like that also means how easy are they? Maybe his you know um 
his positioning hasn't been great, that he hasn't got into that position. But it's also showing that he is clinical in what, you know, in his play. Do you know what I mean? Like, he has obviously... I mean, he's also a provider. I mean, seven assists is, like, what, top five in the league? Like, yeah, it will be. better than Tiny because De Bruyne and... It's only because De Bruyne and Trent have been the same. But, I mean, yeah. seven assists is very impressive. Yeah. I think as soon as you kind of reach high, like, eights, nines, tens, if you're getting beyond that, or that kind of number, you're having a good year, I think, in terms of assists. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I mean Salah as well though. Sixteen goals, six assists. Right. I think Salah is the option. I think Salah, I even though like obviously people still sort of like judge him on his first season at Liverpool, you can't really do that because that's similar to judging every single Messi season to his year where he scored ninety-one goals or whatever. Like you can't you can't judge it on a player's like unbelievable season because obviously Salah has still been playing amazing with. To score sixteen goals, to also I think provide. he's proven that. I think he's proven that. I think he's proven that he's not a one-season wonder. I mean, yeah. you look at his stats; they're insane. Like, I think point nine shots per ninety and two point five from inside the box and two key passes and two dribbles. I mean, and him and Mane are, in my opinion, the reason why Liverpool are so good. Because mm-hmm. without them doing what they do, Trent and Robinson can't get so high up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Salah's one of those players like he constantly like everyone's like oh Salah scored again or he got an assist again like he constantly racks up his goal contributions without you kind of noticing. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone has been talking yeah. about like De Bruyne sixteen or, like, assist you, or something and like yeah. everyone notices it but yeah. Salah just constantly gets a goal or constantly get an assist. I mean, if you look at De Bruyne's um stats, and eight goals. If you look at um. Salah, he's only two behind that. And if you think about what everyone's been saying about De Bruyne, you know, people have been, you know, comparing him to, you know, this being his, you know, they've been saying this is his best season and they've been comparing him to, like, prime Gerrard, prime Lampard. And if you think about it like that, I know Salah obviously is in a more attacking role, but to, to only be two behind someone who's been compared to, like, prime legends is just you know for the, for if he's got yeah. to be in the team I mean I mean um, he's just he's just insane like he runs everywhere he's got a high intensity and even if he's playing badly like you don't think of it but he gets hate for only doing tappers that shows he's a good runner he, he anticipates well mm-hmm. even though when he's playing badly he does contribute and like when he's playing badly, he does get that odd tap and the you know gives him the two goal cushion or whatever. Like he's always there. Yeah. I think um I think something like also to notice is like how well Salah and Money have been together. Like and when Salah had his breakout year with I think thirty two, thirty one goals. Like everyone was talking about Salah, no one talked about Mane. Then last season both of them got the exact same goals, twenty two. And now both of them are constantly like in a sense, competing with each other. Yeah. yeah. Who's getting more goals, who's getting more assists, which is quite, like, good, in a sense, because it shows that, like, both players are playing well with each other. Yeah. So, I think... And then, what's that incident yeah. with Salah as well, with Mane, when Mane had, you know, Salah could have squared it to Mane yeah. earlier on in the season. But they seem to have solved that now, which is great for Liverpool. So, have we agreed I mean, on wasn't... Salah being that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, 
I'll up front I have four options just because no. um, striker. So many strikers have done well. I mean, yeah. I've got Vardy, Abamyang, Ings, and I thought Hunesson should get a mention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think I think I think I've got Vardy, Ings, and Abamyang as well. But then I've got I've got Aguero as my fourth option because of like. Obviously, you know... I mean, it's harsh. It's harsh, but I mean, he's been injured for a lot of the season. He's obviously done bits, but like, mm. has he quite done what he's done in previous seasons? But he's also, like, I don't know, he's at got... the age of 32, he's past his prime, and it's for him to still be banging, banging goals, you know, most weeks. And for him, he is the main, um, you know, uh, goal threat for City, which is, City. you know, the reason for... Um, De Bruyne getting this many assists, he is probably that yeah. region. I mean, you look at you look at City, and I feel like I think Aguero's kind of finishing his like career at City because they've had Jesus, and he's very similar to Aguero. Like, mm-hmm. I think they might be considering kind of swapping Jesus into that role that Aguero plays, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Aguero's yeah. going to be like a. Yeah, they're going to rotate a lot because Aguero's obviously fitness and his um, mm-hmm. athletic is going to decrease. I'm not saying we should have considered him, but Sterling had 11 goals as well. So like but that kind of might say Aguero might not be that. Kind of... 2020. Mm. I know, but I'm just saying 11 goals in the first half of the season up to December, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but Rashford got 14. No, I'm just saying that it's not the point about Sterling should be in the squad. It's the fact that Aguero might be beyond like kind of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah start as the best striker in the Prem considering now Sterling's you know winger kind of almost as good if not better because he was the main threat but he might yeah. not be anymore yeah I mean I mean, if I, mean I see your point we're definitely going to have to have a look at um, Danny Ings because you know 15 goals 15 goals in a team like Southampton with, playing with Southampton and for him to have only missed five big chances obviously you know, a lot. It's less than both Salah and Mane, who are other two options. As and Bobby, for me, shows. It just shows like he is obviously a, a world-class striker that is underrated, and for him to, it's mm. similar to Grealish for him to be, you know, scoring that many goals. He scored something like forty percent of Southampton's goals this season. Yeah, it's for insane. one player to be doing that. It's just insane. I think um I think he's, he's young as well. He's only like twenty five, so still nah, got that kind of. Uh, he also <laughs> takes two point three shots a match, which like that's extremely clinical when you look at mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, you look at Sally, he's taking three three point six. You look at Rashford, he's taking about three point five. All these players are taking loads of shots, but yeah, I mean, Ings is taking two point three, and it just shows how clinical he is and how he if he gets that chance. Like, he will take it. Yeah. I think um, also, like, I mean, I have, I think Aubameyang should, like, has got to be... Aubameyang's the reason Arsenal still have a shot at Europe and aren't in a regular Exactly. I think think Aubameyang without, uh, Arsenal without Aubameyang, I mean, the next track is Lacazette, and let's be real, Lacazette we all thought would be a good signing when he signed two or three years ago, but he's been pretty rubbish. He he misses so many... He hasn't been bad, he's just been average. Mm. Well, like you know, but for someone who for thought someone to be, like, everyone thought he was going to be really good. He's being bad. Yeah. Yeah, I would just say. I mean, 
I would say you've obviously got to be thinking Aubameyang, like, if you look at the Arsenal team, about how, you know, they just clearly haven't been performing as they should be with the amount of money and the, the players that they actually do have. Um, for Aubameyang to be, to be, you know, scoring, you know, 17 goals with, you know, second, quite clinical as well. Um, he's, uh, you know, definitely got to be considered as probably the main option because of the way he's just kept Arsenal's season up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think also, um, not saying they should be considered, but Jota and Jimenez for Wolves have been mm. tearing it up recently. No, I don't think Jota's got Maybe not in Prem, but in, in Europe, oh. Jota has been insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got back-to-back hat-tricks in Europa League games. That, that's pretty impressive. And it's Europa League, but Wolves aren't exactly like a big dog team in the uh, Europa League. Yeah. So that I means that Raul Jimenez deserves a shout. 19 goal contributions, 3.5 mm-hmm. shots a game, and like he runs that attack for Wolves. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's just good, good overall. I saw a, a, a figure, Wolves value him at 60 million, which is actually a lot yeah. of money for a strike, because like, he's not considered that top. Yeah, top category, but he, he 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 should still be. He's like I I almost see he's in between because I think once you start getting to seventy to a hundred mil, you're thinking like they're they're good, they're really good. They're going to change the team yeah, as soon yeah. as they join the squad. So he's on that borderline. I'd say for me, if I had to, I think he should stay at Wolves. If I had to, give yeah, I think a, Wolves um, is a good club for them. I mean, obviously, we haven't really actually spoken about Vardy. 19 goals. Is 23, 19 goals, 23 goal for, uh, contributions in 26 matches. That's, you know, he is... And again, you know, he takes 2.3 shots a match and you've got 19 he's obviously 26, got which is insane. To his, to, his, um, to his game as well, which is obviously yeah, yeah. very High intensity. important for a striker to have. It's a good mm-hmm. little attribute. So I would say... What's his... Um, I mean, with, I'm, yeah, like, um, I'm just pointing this out like um, he's so important to the team like you know how Leicester went on that run where they were just a mid-table team yeah that's when Vardy stopped scoring like he scored in his past two matches and it was like 4-0 3-0 or something like that so yeah. when Vardy's playing well the team plays well yeah, when Vardy's yeah. off the team's average it will be interesting to see what happens because Vardy's 32-33 like he's coming to the yeah. end like it'll be interesting to see yeah. how Leicester adapt because he's, I think, in my opinion, he's their most important player. Maybe with Ndidi, I think Ndidi's been like quality for Leicester yeah. this season. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how he great. I mean, so people have faith in the Who are we saying? Scott be a Bamiyang. I think a Bamiyang. I have a Bamiyang. Even though Vardy's got more goals and Ings has been playing with that Southampton squad, you've got to be looking at the fact that Bamiyang, even though he's at Arsenal, obviously everyone knows how poor Arsenal have been this season and for him to just be second and just be bagging goals you know, every week is just he's, he's definitely got to be mindful of even I think yeah. um, you look at Arsenal they're still, I still think they're considered the big six in the yeah. Prem I still think they're considered a big club and you think about big clubs you think like do they have any potential world class players or world class players and I look at that Arsenal squad and right now I only see one yeah. of those two and that's the Bamiyang 
I don't see anyone else right now. Maybe Saka, mm. but Saka's only played mm. half the yeah, half season. Yeah, Saka, that's, job, like, yeah. that's like saying Billy Gilmore's world class. Yeah. No, 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 not, no, no, no. <laughs> not like he's been world class, like he could be world class. Martinelli. Yeah, yeah but... Like same, similar thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just the point that like Aubameyang's their only like standout player in that team. They don't have anyone. Yeah, they don't have anyone who could be class right now, in my opinion. And they I don't think, have anyone. I, I, I the only player they have, like, is Aubameyang. Yeah, I agree with Bridges. That you look at their team and you just think, I don't know how they've got that much money, and then for them to have that poor of a squad, for Aubameyang to just be there, but he's definitely, you know. Any team would take him into their starting eleven and play him. Like yeah, so any I team. Just, I just think that he's got to be one of the best strikers in yeah. um, maybe the world, and he's got to be the best striker this season, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah so let's go through. So keepers: Henderson, Keeper. right back: mm-hmm. Trent. Do we he's go Tarkowski and Van Dijk yeah. at the centre yeah. back? Left back: Robertson. Midfield: Henderson, Grealish, and uh, De Bruyne. Yeah. Left wing Mane, right wing Salah, up front and Bamiyang. Yeah. That's pretty deadly. Yeah. That went on the prem. Exactly. Right. Easy. So that is our team of seasons so far. If the, if the season doesn't continue, then that will be it. Yes, yeah, so this has been your first episode of um, the new podcast. We upload, we all try to upload every Friday, especially now that. You know, we've got this quarantine going on. We're yeah. bored and we just want to, you know, keep active. So, you know... Hopefully something for you lot to, you know, listen to during this lockdown. And, uh, and um, yeah, hope like... you listen to the... Hope you enjoyed it and hope you listen next week. Yeah.